Welcome everyone. Welcome to PitchCamp's uh, weekly webinar uh, series in growth marketing and sales leadership uh, series. Very excited to have all of you today on a Friday evening. This is our 23rd webinar. Uh, today we are starting a new segment focusing on uh, customer success. And I'm very delighted to have uh, Manoranjan Ingudam from uh, Watfix uh, join us today. Welcome, Mano. Thank you so much for uh, being part of PitchCamp. Thanks a lot, uh, Vimles, and you know, really, really glad that you know you uh, invited uh, to this session. This opportunity to talk a little bit on uh, PitchCamp. Uh, so, PitchCamp is an initiative that we started uh, early this year with an intent to help uh, you know people to share their ideas with the world better, with our focus on entrepreneurs and sales teams, and we also help uh, early stage founders to pitch to their investors better using a story framework. You know, we are very excited to announce our community partnership with uh, SaaS Insider, uh, you know, which is also coming out with their first conference in India very shortly. So we are now expanding our community partnerships with other SaaS ecosystem community players as well. So we've got a mix of entrepreneurs and customer success uh, professionals who love, you know, who want to hear a lot from you. Portfix has had a a stupendous growth over the last uh, four years, and uh, you know I'm sure Mano has a lot of lot of uh, you know anecdotes, stories, and experiences to share. So you know why don't we kick this off? Uh, so Mano, uh, you know talk to us a little bit about your background on the days before you joined Watfix. What were you doing, and you know how did you happen to join Watfix? Uh, customer success, uh, you know, is a is always a new thing for a young startup. So, so you know, talk to us about your background, and then we'll jump into the whole topic of customer success. Yeah. Hi. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, hi to everyone, and uh, thanks for joining in. Yeah. So a little brief about you know before what fakes. Uh, interesting. I was uh, like you know like all most of Bangalore into IT, developing, coding, you know, making software, writing things on Java. Okay. So I was very passionate about uh, about writing codes which are without bugs and you know which are uh, high performing. Uh, so that was what you know my initial uh, journey was. So I was uh, with uh, Infosys, so working in a, a product called Finacle, and Finacle is a banking product uh, used by quite a lot of uh, banks around. Uh, whether it's ICICI or all, you know, even uh, global uh, banks. So we're doing a lot of uh, uh, coding there, uh, learned about the whole product lifecycle, you know, how product is developed, how it's maintained, how it's deployed. I went to customer side for deployment and so on. So that did give me a lot of uh, foundation of, you know, how the product looks like, what is the lifecycle, more from a development uh, perspective. Uh, then I moved on again to another uh, interesting company called Huawei around uh, developing analytics products. So looking at data and trying to figure out, you know, the trends and so on, so that you know the business team can make uh, uh, more more insights. So we developed the platform and the business team designed what they want and did that. So after that is when I took the plunge of uh, starting a company uh, on my own, uh, along with a, uh, a couple of my friends uh, and, and colleagues. Uh, so that's uh, and that has been a huge learning, you know, from a mindset of a product 
to going to the market and trying to figure out, you know, you know what works, what doesn't work, and be able to iterate. So we were targeting a tough market, India market, selling software. Selling software in India is tough. Right. Uh, not not to discourage any of the people who are trying there right now, but uh, uh, that's what I realized. And uh, more than selling, I think selling. I think we have cracked. Uh, you know how to do that, but more than selling, I think the key uh, thing which is you know where i am focusing today is around once you solve whether your software is being used effectively and it's just solving the problem that it, it intends to solve so that is where i think uh, you know the uh, the startup that i uh, and my you know uh, uh, my team were focusing around uh, we kind of did not have much success there okay so so that was a, a huge learning in terms of uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know how to start a business, and you know, and how do you sustain it? So, uh, yeah. So then, then after that, what fix happened? Right. Yeah, I remember. You know, our, uh, you know, both of us were selling into the India market. You were targeting, uh, you know, the beauty business. I was running my healthcare SaaS uh, platform. We yeah. were also neighbors in HSR layout. So yeah, yeah amazing, uh, you know, amazing recall on those days. Yeah, then uh, you know the whole thing uh, came in, and uh, obviously you know uh, uh, the founder of What Fix and uh, I, we were uh, you know ex-colleagues, and then we always used to uh, drink uh, tea and coffee together and uh, ideate about you know what works, what doesn't work, and and so on. So that was when you know What Fix as a product also started getting some traction and. Uh, there is this uh, problem within WhatFix on you know how do we make sure our customers are seeing the value, which is where you know I kind of did not do well in in my uh, uh, startup. Right. So yeah, so that's the journey of customer success as far as you know uh, uh, the title is concerned. But then from then on, how you know, how do you solve customers' problem? How do you create value? That has been uh, you know. Uh, what I have been doing at WorkFit. Amazing. So usage, uh, usage is such a critical part of uh, you know, a, a customer, irrespective of whether they are in SaaS or outside of SaaS as well, right? In the traditional worlds of uh, software sales, it's always been, you know, the sales team run behind the customers to close a deal, and post uh, you know closure of the deal, it's always been default the customer support that's all, that's there to solve reactive problems. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what has been so different in you know with customer success? Why why has customer success become critical, especially for uh, for SaaS companies? Yeah. So actually, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting uh, thing is the way the whole uh, I think the business how business has done has kind of changed in the SaaS uh, thing. So earlier, right, uh, like you have said, right, the sales team used to go and sell it. And then uh, uh, once it is deployed, then there is a maintenance uh, contract uh, traditionally, and uh, and you know there is one huge upfront payment for for the deployment, and there is a maintenance contract which is uh, significantly lesser. Whereas in the uh, uh, so that what that would mean was uh, you know there was a significant amount of investment which companies used to do for upfront in order to deploy any software. And and then you know the maintenance uh, is done over a period of time. Whereas in in, in uh, subscription kind of an economy where 
people are subscribing whether it's monthly annually or you know uh, or quarterly kind of a model uh, yeah, the upfront commitment by the by the customer is not not very high right so it, right. it's uh, so you are in a way the business model is like you are selling every if it is quarterly every quarter you are selling it every if it is an annual uh, recurring then it's every annual you are uh, selling it so what that means is that every time you are going to go and ask for a check you are going to show show value telling that hey you know we are worth this check right so so it so because of this uh, uh, model uh, the way you know the whole uh, uh, software uh, movement has gone towards that uh, which becomes incredibly the, the way the uh, you know the way it was done earlier that cannot sustain right all right and it will fail so the role like customer success is a lot around trying to figure out for the customer are we creating value if you are not creating value focus on how do we create value so that the renewal income that the uh, company you know uh, relies on is is uh, predictable and it is something which you can use for uh, growing the company so how different is this with customer support customer support has also been very closely uh, you know closely related function right though yeah. though they primarily work on the reactive mode but uh, you know so talk to me about uh, you know some differences between how you have seen customer success evolve uh, you know or in the industry in what fakes versus the traditional mindset of customer support itself yeah so if you look at more on around support like so let's look at the suppose you know we didn't have a saas model uh so let's look at the you know earlier model of maintenance right so it it, it is reactive where people you know create a uh, if they face an issue and you know how do we uh, respond to them faster and so on uh so it's it's more like the customer is chasing the uh, chasing the company in order to get things resolved whereas from uh, uh from a saas model will it work you know sometimes it works you know depending on the product right some of the product if it is highly you know uh sales service highly diy and you know it's easy uh you know being a little bit support oriented can still work uh where obviously your support has to be very top notch because you are going to say that a hey, product is already providing this value and then you you will you will subscribe subscribe to right. that right so uh, uh the the model is a lot more reactive in in support uh, having said that support plays a tremendous role in instilling confidence to any interaction a customer has right so it i would say that success by itself can never stand without an incredible foundation of a support uh, you know mechanism so few things uh, uh, which we have learned uh, at whatfix is there are some uh, basic uh, uh, i would say attributes we look at uh, not just from support but generally in any customer interaction it's about how fast we are in our response okay. so if a customer sends an email how fast are we able to respond if a customer sends a uh, you know query how fast we are able to respond all these things are very incredibly important uh, uh, as a, as a, i would say culture right right and and that that is a first step towards a really 
good support mechanism, right? Even in the sales cycle, right? Sales cycle, somebody asks a question. If you are going to slip over it for the next uh, 24 hours, these guys will think that, hey, you know, this guy doesn't seem to be caring. But, right. but if somebody sends the email and you are getting a response within the next 30, 30 minutes, you're like, and that is consistent over a period of time. It's not one time, but every time you send, you are demonstrating that. And you are demonstrating that not just in sales, but also in, you know, when you raise it in support, you get the same response. When you talk to another person, you get the same response. So the customer experience throughout from the whole DNA, the experience is, uh, you know, so some, something like that, I, I guess, you know, is uh, critical. Uh, and for support, that is the core foundation of it, right? So how fast are we able to respond? It may not be, you may not be able to resolve all the queries, right. but it's very, very important for, uh, you know, uh, people to respond and acknowledge uh, issues. Uh, so, so when you say when you say respond, it is not just the automated uh, response of, uh, hey, thanks for dropping an email or raising a ticket, we'll get back to you soon. But it's actual one of the team members responding to that email, acknowledging that, you know, yep. I am it, assigned it, or, a, or a team has got assigned, we will look into it and we'll get back to you. Yeah. So uh, when, when we are talking in the in the paradigm of a startup, I think it has to be a person who needs to respond because we want to inculcate that culture and we want to inculcate that per practice across, right? Right. So, so I don't think you're, we are uh, we are going to uh, unless it's going to be a you know B two C and massive number of tickets that are going to come in. But if it right. is like a B two B kind of a product and you would want to increase your touch point, you would want to increase your touch point because you would like to build certain you know people to people relation which you want to leverage later. I think it's important that you know you try and use that uh, opportunity to make it a manual uh, interaction. Right. Fantastic. So talk to us about uh, you know what were how did how did your customer success journey evolve you know within whatfix so you you came from a product and a core engineering background right and so what are some of the things that you had to learn how did you put in a culture for customer success what what are the kind of values that you thought was important for uh, customer success culture to be defined within whatfix yeah so first of all i uh while the concept of, I was told on the concept of why it is important, why we have to demonstrate value that is important. But then the question now is how, right? How right. do we do that, right? So once you are bought into the idea, then how? So that's where I spend a lot of time just uh, you know, learning, uh, reading, uh, talking to people, uh, whoever is willing to talk to me <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, and and that's how I you know learned, and then uh, and then there is also thankfully you know we are, uh, th there's an amazing team at Whatfix, and uh, it's not you know uh, about what we learned, but it's also other you know my team members are learning and you know saying that hey you know this why don't we try this concept and so on. So it's a lot of learning across the teams, ideating, and then we experiment. And few one more thing which I just want to bring out. Sure. especially in a startup is uh, is about this culture of how do we uh, you know how do we empower our team members how do we empower ourselves to take quick decisions experiment it out and then be able to uh, quickly understand whether it's working or not 
if it is not working uh don't try to find fault right move on do right. something else do something else right so the whole that that accelerates the whole uh, learning process it that accelerates uh, people to take you know bolder decisions bolder experimentation and the company as a whole kind of benefits there right so, so it's taking the product iterating culture into rest of the organization as well in each in each team yeah so i mean even now i mean we are uh, when we you know when we started i think we must be around 15 member team when i you know uh, joined uh, the whole company now we are must be see 350 kind of a headcount now even now we stress a lot on this particular part right how to, you know if we want and we are directionally sure that hey you know this is in agreement our our first thing is let's start how soon can we start okay and you know how what are some of the broad level uh, parameters or uh, or metrics that we can see whether it works or not so so the the whole thing is about just trying to you know get it hit hit on the ground see if it works like say for example we you, you and i can always start talking always idea telling that hey you know should we send a survey you know should the survey have five questions 10 questions we can keep on ideating for the next two weeks right now the but our approach is like hey we need a, a survey to be sent out we want to see it understand the pulse okay so let's do it okay i'm not sure what is the right question but okay let's start asking at least two two or three customers right and and, and see if we get the right uh, you know uh, perspective go with the you know uh, survey then iterate over it maybe you will have to ask more questions maybe what if we ask this question then iterate it over over a period of time and if you do around five iterations i'm sure the you know your process would have matured by then so now uh, you know you have now started experimenting and uh, you know seeing some results here so from from a customer satisfaction point of view talk to us some of the you know, outside of support you know what are some of the key uh, you know activities or roles and responsibilities does a customer success uh, team at whatfix do so when we started off uh, customer success manager was a catch all okay so it's like anything to do with customer is customer success team and i think all the organizations kind of start off with that it's just like maybe the founder were doing everything right when right. you know when a startup happens the founder is doing everything it's just like that anything to do with customer customer success manager does everything support tickets you know really well everything they will do that right onboarding okay. uh, uh, if it is not very technical then even the you know uh, the implementation uh, uh, configuration and so on so that's how we started we we also started in a very similar uh, way in terms of uh of uh initially our product is a little bit technical so we started hiring people who are a little bit technical as okay. a customer success manager so that you know they can understand the product they can help in uh, or, or or more on the implementation and support uh, thing and then we started you know uh, iterating over more proactive steps what are the things like you know how do we do kickoff how do we do uh, you know reviews what kind of reviews should we have uh uh like you know right now we have a pretty uh, strong practice called executive business review but then in order to reach that we have done a lot of iterations even now we are constantly uh, trying to see what kind of executive business re- review is impactful right for the right uh, for different kind of audiences all right so 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 it's of these practices which are proactive uh, we we started uh, you know uh, 
outlining uh, uh, things things around that. A little de dependent on the type of the product. Our product is uh, what fixes the product. Uh, it's a high touch uh, product. It's a product which requires uh, discussion around solutioning. It's not something which uh, uh, which is more like you know uh, DIY you know product led kind of uh, uh, growth. There is a lot of uh, involvement or consulting that that uh, that the CSM also needs to start learning how how do I understand customers' problem, and then how do I make sure that you know maybe our product can do maybe quite a number of things, but for its problem statement. Uh, certain features and certain solution will work better. So how do we consult him to make sure that the use case is appropriately you know, uh, solved? And then in the end, when I meet uh, the, the sponsor and do an executive business review down the line, I will be able to understand his problem and correlate the value easily in the executive business review, right? Because in the, in the end, you know, the coming back to the question of how do we, uh, demonstrate the value to 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 the right uh, you know budget ho holder or the sponsor telling that hey our our solution is making sense for your company and your organization how do we say that so right. that is the core theme and we would like to uh, do that and that starts from understanding uh, the the company or the person who is uh, you know champion championing our solution what is his goal what does he want want from the solution and then how does it, al it align to uh the company's goal so if we understand that then the narration becomes a little bit easier True. so some, some something like that you know we 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 do and then uh, it, it has evolved a lot like so we have now earlier we started with like i said you know a catch-all kind of a role and then now we have customer success manager a lot focused on value understanding consulting and you know, then we have the separate support team now looking at l1 you know all the uh uh, L1 uh, uh, channels and responding and their KPIs are, are a little different. And then we have the whole advocacy. We, we, you know, and one thing I would like to touch as a outcome for success is, okay, one outcome is obviously from a retention, you know, is your customer at the end of the uh, term, whether it's uh, quarterly or, you know, yearly, are they willing to give you a, the check? That is the number one outcome. Uh, second outcome is how well are you able to uh, uh, cultivate advocates, right? Okay. How many of your customers are willing to go out of their way to say that, hey, your solution is amazing because it has solved, it has so much uh, made a difference in my life. Right. So how many advocates can you get out from your, you know, customer base? And those are the growth, you know, those are the guys who are going to help in, in the growth of the company. So, right. Yeah. So, so that is, again, you know, we stress a lot of focus, uh, also around, around, you know, how do we, you know, have this whole journey of right from a customer spoke to a champion to an advocate, you know, a layered approach. How do we, how do we go about it? So, so that is again, you know, a very critical uh, outcome. And then uh, another is uh, when we started off again, you know, we uh, our have we have a sales team which is uh, focused on direct sales, but the account management as such, you know, 
uh, doesn't exist. So our CSM team used to find opportunities if there are, you know, uh, the low hanging fruits we used to convert and then, you know, generate uh, more and more revenue from the existing thing. Okay. But as, as we become more and more focused, uh, we do not want to dilute the value proposition with the selling and negotiation. So we have moved that out uh, role from the customer success fund. Oh, okay. Interesting. There are there are quite a few uh, organizations that still look at. Uh, so in SaaS, you have this land and expand, right? So land is yeah. primarily taken care of by the sales team, and expansions are primarily driven by uh, you know customer success in coordination with account managers. So what you are saying is, you know, you have moved away from linking the account manager and customer success together and having them responsible for uh, for revenue expansion, but focusing customer success purely on adding value and looking at opportunities where there is expand. And once an expansion opportunity is there, you pass it on to the account manager to make it forward. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we started, I mean, like, uh, now we started with the uh, dual role, the CSM. Initially, I think way back in 20, 2018, uh, we have CSM also looking at opportunity, you know, opportunities, they work and conversion and so on. So there's a split focus. The CSM is now a little bit, you know, should I focus on conversion? Should I focus on retention, right? right. Or value creation. You know, there's a little bit of a uh, thing. So then we moved to a model where we form a port now, one of the port is a member is account manager. You can probably call it a port lead. And one of his core KPI was around uh, account management. Right. But the rest of the CSM in the port is not focused on uh, thing. But if they find opportunities, they give it to this particular port lead and say that, hey, you do what you, whatever you want to do. But we are not going to go and do any, you know, uh, 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 contracting negotiation and so on. We are not going to do that. So that's how we start at the second stage. Okay. And the third, the, at the third stage, we said that, hey, uh, uh, sales, because there are some logos where we actually can run really fast if we have a person who is focused around, you know, day in, day out around how do I go to the next, you know, department, how do I go to the next, uh, you know, application and so on. So it's no longer a hobby. Right. It's, right. It's, a, it's a day job for whereas the CSM is going to do it as a hobby. Right. right. So, so this is where the account manager comes in and says that, okay, they will just focus. But if there are something which is there, the, uh, the CSM uh, kind of uh, passes it on. Fantastic. I think we'll, we'll just take a pause here. Uh, we'll look in for any questions. So how All do right. you measure ROI for CSM, CS teams? Okay. Uh, so, I'm, I'm assuming that for the team, for customer success, you know, it's, you know, how do you, from an organization standpoint, not from the customer standpoint, okay? So that's, that's what I understood from the question. So it, it, in SaaS, I think there is something called a gross margin. So you have to look for, uh, you know, uh, the gross margin. Generally, I think it's, uh, we, we try to uh, look at around, 80% growth margin can we can we maintain that so 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 that will give you a good indication if you are somewhere around even if you are sub between 75 to uh, anything above 75 will be uh, i think a good growth margin uh, so that is how you can probably you know look at it and uh, and that will kind of validate 
uh, or justify the investment on on customer success uh the lifetime you know uh, uh is the customer lifetime increasing uh, customer lifetime value increasing and so on so that that will give that fantastic next question is from shashi metrics that you measure customer success teams okay core outcome that we look at is the gross uh, earlier like i said you know in during the evolution we started with uh, you know net as a net retention as a as a metrics but then we slowly uh, started focusing a lot around uh, growth trying to make sure that you know we are able to withhold you know hold our customer you know together okay so that that becomes our core uh, thing so how what is our gross uh, uh, retention and we look at it quarterly ours is uh, arr so we look at the retention uh, from an operational perspective you know quarterly we look at our uh, you know retention and see how where we are and so on so that is our i think one of our single most uh, uh, important uh, metrics then we also look a lot around nps uh, nps is one of our uh, 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 core metrics uh, yeah. practice which we deploy in our, our organization and we uh, we have found it incredibly useful and uh, and valuable uh, to understand the customer sentiment and also uh, we have done a little bit of change on on the way you know we ask questions again this is again you know a little bit like i said iteration we right. started with a set of questions and we find that you know and then tweak it a little bit uh, to see the response rate is it uh, uh so so after some iterations we kind of uh, hit on the right uh, combination and uh, and that has been really really useful for us to understand our customer their feedback and also uh, you know act upon it right so we we are able to uh, uh kind of uh mobilize our teams not customer success team but product team you know support team and and you know the sales team uh, around those particular you know uh, insights that that has come from the nps so nps uh, then you know drr then we have uh, and one more on the advocacy part uh, is uh, is something which depending on on your platform you can look at it but we focus a lot around uh, are we getting enough uh, reviews on on certain uh, review platform like Z2 uh, and so on? So, uh, so we have focused on it, and it is yielding the results today. We are, you know, leaders in in, in most of this, uh, you know, uh, review platforms. And yeah, so so and then case studies and uh, customer advocacy and so on. So that is the that is the I would say from a metric standpoint uh but then we have final uh, leading uh, uh i would say kpis for the csns which we kind of uh, look at like say you know our ebr executive business review are we doing it on time uh, you know uh, is, uh, how much is the cover is so those are uh, a little bit leading and uh, sponsor engagement are we uh, doing uh, you know enough sponsor engagement uh, from a product perspective, we track certain uh, metrics. Is our you know usage uh, high and so on? So some those are a little bit more finer uh, thing. But broad level, I, I would say you know top three. Uh, if I were to say that gross retention, uh, NPS, and then uh, uh, you know maybe on the advocacy part, 
speak and choose something. I think we chose, uh, uh, we chose in terms of our focus, we wanted to do uh, a lot around G2 reviews initially. So that's what we picked. But now, you know, our focus has changed. So we added not just Z2, but we want case studies. We want, you know, customer uh, to talk on our, you know, various platforms. So we, we added that. Right. Fantastic. So CSMs uh, are empowered in terms of incentivizing customers to do this, to go this extra step from a budgetary yes. point of view. You know, uh, yes. We've always seen poor response rates from customers when you send out surveys, when you ask them for G2 reviews. So yes. common practice is, you know, is to send out Amazon vouchers and so on and so forth. We, we we do not do directly to the customers, but to our customer success managers, we do. But the uh, it's a little bit, I would say, initially, if you are able to do well, so like the NPS, when we send out NPS and, you know, customer responds and it goes into a black hole, nobody responds. Then right. next time, next time you send out, they will, they are not going to write back, right? So you need to have make sure that the feedback loop is uh, is Complete. there, and then there is a follow up to make sure that you know you right. you take action. So that's where you know a lot of times I see NPS is not effective and so on. But if you do not do enough, put in enough effort to make the practice useful, right. then I don't think it will be effective. Right. But if you are going to make sure that the feedback loop is there, you are uh, you know your teams are focused to take action. Uh, I, I think it, it it becomes an incredible uh, tool. Got it. Uh, I had one question before we jump into questions from there. When you say executive business review, it's the business review between the CSM and the sponsor, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not an internal uh, review within within the CSM team and with your leadership team. No, no, no. It is with the so so uh, yeah. So there's also an interesting thing, right? Uh, in the industry, a lot of people generally use the term quarterly business review, right? Right. So every quarter, you're supposed to do a business review with your stakeholders. But then at WhatFix, we said that, you know, let's do executive business review because we want the executive sponsor from the customer side to be part of it. Until and unless it, the, you know, uh, the executive participates in this review, we do not call it as executive business review. Right. So moving on, uh, next question is uh, from Chaitanya. The value add that customer success team provides to its clientele, should the focus be more quantifiable value add or on the growth and maturity of the relationship? So the question is around whether we should be focused around success criteria which are very quantifiable or should it be more relationship right. based, right? right? So not a very easy answer uh, to say, but for customer success, I. I think the value becomes the core critical. So how will you be able to articulate the value, right? And when you articulate the value, how you articulate the value is also important, right? So that's where the relationship aspect comes in, right? So it's, uh, uh, I, I've seen, you know, customer success managers probably doing a lot of hard work, but if the relationship quotient is not that high, you know, uh, the customer doesn't react you know, in a way they should ideally, given all the, you know, value that uh, uh, the CSM uh, and, and, and the product is given. So right. relationship is important and it should be there, but uh, the value is, uh, is, I would say, the foundation. Uh, but having said that, you know, we, I have seen cases where 
the CSMs have incredible relationship and they are able to turn around in difficult situations because there are some, there will be always some scenarios where uh, product doesn't go live uh, during some time during your runway that you have given and and due to maybe customer has not doesn't have the bandwidth or you know there are some challenges uh, which happen but if your relationship is strong you will be able to weather that but you will never be able to weather that if there is zero value for the second year or the third year so it will take you only some to some distance but without value i don't think uh, you know it can sustain. next one is from vipul from data weave in your opinion how important is customer success in gtm strategy for a new market for new market okay so so i i'm assuming uh, uh, vipul uh, when you say new market i'm assuming that you are already present on maybe a certain geos and you are going to a new uh, a geo uh, or is that okay got it specifically for a new market uh, whether you know for sure i think it, you know if you have few customers who ca- who are you know who can speak and so on that is incredibly powerful uh, any new market you are trying to build that uh, what do you call credibility right you are trying to establish credibility you are trying to and the the shortest way to credibility i mean you may give n number of demos but if the customer says that hey you know this is the kind of uh, value this guys have provided this is the kind of you know, use case they have solved uh, that there is nothing like it and uh, as a matter of fact you know a lot of our uh, uh, things uh, uh, like i said you know in, within our customer success team we have the advocacy and the marketing customer marketing team and then we have uh, uh, from the lead generation perspective you know the whole uh, you know lead generation uh, uh, marketing team that is there and both content event and uh, and outbound so we work uh, our uh, our team within customer success and and these teams work very closely together uh, so that you know it, they will be able to uh, bring out maybe one customer you know always from this uh, you know the lead gen team is like hey can we have one you know uh, customer persona talk on this event you know and they will bring in all all the you know prospects and and you know in certain contracting stages and so on as a, as a mechanism to accelerate the whole sales fantastic uh, another one from mohit uh, quick tips around building customer centric culture yeah it's a it's an incredible uh, uh, i think a uh, thing that needs to be done right from the start and it generally i've seen it it is it will be because when you are when it is a startup it has to be it will be the leaders who will drive it and the leaders needs to exhibit that culture because at a time you will not have a culture document you will not have a team who is going to say that hey you know this is our culture and so on so when you are a team of probably you know uh, still probably around 100 uh, employee kind of a company i think it has to be just top down you exhibit you exhibit on the floor you exhibit on 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 your decisions that you make uh, and so on right that's how it i think in workfix also that's a similar kind of approach and we believe in that right. but as we scale i think we uh, there has to be a mechanism to enforce that so that's where you know culture document uh, in your kpi and then you know how do we kind of uh, you know set it even if it is probably you know 5 uh, 5% of the uh, performance that you are going to re- uh, you know be part of it you still ask your team members to ask, tell you know what is that you have done in this quarter uh, to 
to make the customer experience better? What did you do this quarter? So a few questions we asked. There are some, some people write well, some people doesn't write well, but at least we empower them to think, you know, if right. I have not done this time, you know, next time, what, what, what should we do? So those are a few, I would say, hacks that we have done. But again, you know, all those things will never work unless, until and unless the leader exhibits those uh, attributes of customer first, right? So, I mean, we have this whole thing where, you know, even if a ticket comes, some ticket, you know, one customer ticket comes, if our CSM or, uh, you know, uh, or the support doesn't pick up, somebody else will pick up because we need to respond to the customer. Correct. So that is what, you know, that is the first thing that always comes, right? Yeah, that's so, so fundamental. Yeah. yeah, that's a fundamental. So we, we, we kind of try to even uh, design our tools so that it becomes more transparent and, and so on. So yeah, not a very easy thing to do, but I think it, it helps a lot uh, when you are, uh, uh, when you have a, a customer first kind of a culture uh, in, in a space of around maybe around 150, 200, and then subsequent growth, I think, it, it, it will help. Another question, uh, what should be the ideal customer success strategy in a, in a SaaS startup? Ideal will be, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little, uh, uh, I would say, uh, subject to the product. Uh, but having said that, you know, the question remains the same. The question is, are, is your product solving the right problem? And is that problem enough for the customer to give you the next sec. Okay. So that 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 will be the you know same kind of a question. But the product, the way uh, the customer success, uh, I would say the team is designed will be a lot different from how the product is. Like say, like I said, right? If it is a low touch kind of a, a model, then it will your product has to be really aligned towards that thought process, right? It's about uh, how easy it is. Uh, the, there has to be metrics around, you know, the value from a product standpoint and, and so on. Right. Or if it is more around solutioning, more uh, uh, a little bit high touch model, then uh, then uh, uh, say let's take an example of what fix. Now what fix? Uh, okay, I just will kind of do a small, you know, uh, one minute pitch about what fix. So what fix is. Uh, uh, digital adoption platform on top of any web application uh, where typically, you know, uh, companies would face problem of end users adopting certain, you know, software uh, that you have, like maybe you guys have built a new features where nobody knows about it. So how do you make sure that you are adopting? Now the problem uh, uh, that we are solving is uh, now either the your team, the you know the the ISVs can spend the engineering effort to solve the adoption problem, or they can they can focus their energy on solving their core product. Uh, you know product problem, right? So, so our value proposition is we take that away from you guys, and then you can design it very easily by your product team instead of uh, spending the engineering resources. That is more from the ISV, but more from enterprise. Uh, enterprise spends humongous amount of money for making sure that, you know, the whole team is, uh, uh, you know, the, the different business processes within the whole enterprises are, you know, streamlined. So whether it's a sales team or whether it's the HR team, 
and so on. So various uh, platforms are being used. So we uh, help in making sure teams understand software, they use it appropriately. So that, that's what WhatFix does. So what it means for us is we need to now, since this is a, uh, this is a platform which can be used for solving n number of uh, you know, problems, our customer success manager needs to really understand what problem and what persona we are talking about. If it's, so we, uh, I mean, when we talk to a product manager, their, their thought process is different. Their thought process is around, hey, you know, uh, how, how beautiful is this particular UI? And it, it, can I do a, a, a customization by pixel level? And, 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 and so on, right? So their, their thought process is a lot different, whereas uh, a, a person from L&D team would not care much about that, right? He's more about, hey, you know, what kind of uh, uh, content, what kind of sentence, and so on. So, so depending on that, we need to give the right experience uh, and the value uh, proposition, depending on the persona that we talk and the problem that we solve. So the strategy for, any SaaS uh, startup, uh, I would say, is uh, uh, the first point that I said. So it will be the success, the meaning of success will be a lot dependent on who your customer is, what segment you are uh, you know, targeting. And it might change over a period of time. So your company will also evolve and say that, hey, you know, this segment is not working. We'll have to work to uh, you know, the next segment and so on. So. Your as a customer success strategy, so you have to be able to iterate very, very fast and be able to understand, you know, what is success meant and what segment works, what doesn't work, and so on. Be able to do that. Yeah, broadly, key takeaway will be, you know, iterate fast on what what a success means for your customer. All right, fantastic. We'll take the last question here. What's your tool stack for for customer success, uh, both from a ticketing point of view and you know, for your whole team to be successful uh, we have used uh, i mean uh, quite a lot of uh, tickets of, on the way we i mean email being one of the you know most constant one yeah and then uh, after that will be uh, uh, you know we used uh, certain ticketing tools we started with if i remember uh, you know freshdes now we are on zendesk uh, then we use uh, internally you know uh, jira lot then, uh, then uh, customer success platforms. Uh, uh, we have you know, initially we dabbled with with the same sales platform. We were using uh, initially uh, you know uh, PipeDrive, and then we moved to Salesforce. Uh, but after PipeDrive, we, I mean, I, I remember exploring so much about PipeDrive at that stage just to make it work for the the you know experiment data that I want so that I can do analysis. But then I it, it has reached certain uh, you know point where it is no longer able to uh, support. Right. Then we move to more you know uh, more analysis of uh, the existing platforms. Uh, uh, yeah I mean then we started using client success there is, uh, you know, that's one of the uh, platform, and and so on. So, uh, then what else do we use? Uh, we use a lot of call uh, uh, online online calls. I, I guess you know that's more or less. Maybe I'm I'm sure there will be some more uh, which uh, I'm not remembering right now. Fantastic. I think before we wrap up, one last question, uh, Mano. Any 
you know any anecdote or you know any unique aha moment in your entire customer success journey with whatfix so far that's been a game changing moment uh, you know for for you and for the team that you'd like to share yeah be very focused on i would say uh, customer feedback you know so the prime thing which i think has uh, been uh, instrumental or helps us uh, understand a lot more is is how do we make sure the customer feedback comes faster and uh, not not when it's going to churn but earlier right so how do you build that so that has been the thing so it can be combination of lot of things right so it can be a combination so we do nps uh, i i already talked about it but then we not only just do nps but we also do customer interviews we go to customer uh, you know face to face i you know i remember uh taking a back and then you know just uh, <laughs> uh, uh traveling from uh, a completely unknown city you know uh, from from uh, chicago to some place some remote places uh just to talk to the customer and see how they are deploying how they are using it right? right so that feedback is very critical and it will help you to understand what is success means for your customers amazing great great insights and great thoughts amano uh, very thankful to you for for sharing these uh, you know on this platform i'd like to thank uh, you know each one of you in the audience lovely participation and engagement thank you so much thanks once again everyone for joining in thank you mano lovely conversation with you today thanks 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 everyone thanks for joining in fantastic so uh...